The American Thoracic Society. We help the world breathe. Hello, I'm Dr. Dean Schroffnagel, Senior Deputy Editor of the Annals of the American Thoracic Society. Today I'm speaking with Dr. Jesse Roman, Professor and Chair of the Department of Medicine at the University of Louisville. Dr. Roman wrote an article that appears in the December 2015 issue of the Annals entitled, The Puerto Rico Healthcare Crisis. Dr. Roman, welcome. Could you tell us uh, about healthcare system in Puerto Rico, its history, and how it is similar or different from the healthcare systems of the states? First of all, thank you for having me. The healthcare system of Puerto Rico from the outside is very similar to the one we experience in the state. We have physicians, we have hospitals, we have private and public insurers, we have healthcare providers and institutions that have been credentialed by similar organizations, if not the same organizations we have in the state. This has not always been the case. In fact, about 110 years ago, just after the Spanish-American War, the healthcare system in Puerto Rico was unexistent. There was tremendous illiteracy, uh, there was a lot of parasitic infections, a lot of poverty, and with the entry of the Americans during the Spanish-American War, there was a man called Bailey Ashford who entered. He was a military physician who noted that Puerto Ricans are not being productive, mainly because they were sick, and he was the first to identify that they were dying from hookworm. And to address that, he developed what essentially became a public health system in Puerto Rico that eliminated hookworm and the death rate tremendously in Puerto Rico from this disease over a period of years. That became the centerpiece for the later development of the School of Tropical Health, which later became the School of Medicine in the late 1950s and early 1960s. And so today there are about four medical schools and the system is I described. The differences are in the infrastructure is not as stable as it is in the states and the payment or reimbursement for Medicare, for example, is 70% less of what you see in the United States. So reimbursement for uh, managing patients and other aspects of the infrastructure for the healthcare system in Puerto Rico are uh, somewhat in disarray and some have suggested that because of the economic crisis down there, leading to a healthcare crisis, that there is concerns for the collapse of the healthcare system in the island. Wow. Well, I'd like to get into this, the healthcare crisis, but first maybe you could explain a little bit more about the economic situation facing Puerto Rico today in, in general terms. Well, Puerto Rico is in very uh, terrible shape. They have over $72 billion in deficit. They have about a 40 to 45% poverty rate. There's an unemployment that is quite significant, above 12 to 14%, much higher than in the states. And, of course, the healthcare system represents about 20 to 25% of the economy of Puerto Rico, so that becomes affected as well. And maybe you could go into a little bit more of how these general economic problems affect the health care? 
Well, the, the implications are many, in part because, uh, as you can imagine, patients who don't have jobs and don't have a meaningful salary uh, have more problems than accessing care. So that's one angle of it. But even the healthcare system and the provider side also becomes affected. The number of hospitals available, the number of providers available. So hospitals, because of the economic situation, have been releasing staff by the hundreds every year. It is estimated about three to 400 physicians uh, leave the island every year. And so there's tremendous implications in, in, in a union and interplay between the economy and the healthcare situation in Puerto Rico. As one deteriorates, the other one follows. Could you explain a little bit more about the causes of the healthcare system and why the reimbursement rate is different than the, in the states? As you know, uh, the economy of healthcare delivery has been changing over time, and the costs have been dramatically increasing. No question about it. The same has been the case for Puerto Rico. Medicare, for example, or public assistance for healthcare delivery, uh, payment for that is very different than it is in the states in the District of Columbia. For example, as I stated before, uh, the reimbursement rate for Medicare is 70% less in Puerto Rico. And in fact, that's true for the territories of the United States, for Guam or the Virgin Islands uh, for, of the Americans, for example. The Affordable Care Act, which was uh, brought in to address uh, healthcare inequality and to provide more access to health care for those who don't have it uh, today has done tremendous changes in the United States, particularly in my state of Kentucky. Uh, we have an exchange, and that has increased the number of people who are now uh, insured for uh, accessing health care. That is not the case in Puerto Rico. In fact, the territories are considered different by Congress ever since several decades ago. And that has an impact, for example, on the implementation of the Affordable Care Act. For example, there is no individual mandate. That creates a situation in which the insurers have more problems in funding their services. There are no uh, private exchanges there because the reimbursement would be decreased. So in essence, we have the same capabilities from the infrastructure standpoint, but the payment for those services is dramatically decrease or much smaller than in the United States. And in fact, Congress is planning having yet another 3 to 10% decrease uh, consideration for Puerto Rico. So the main problem down there is not that they're not physicians or adequate talent, is how do you pay for the services which are being paid down there very differently at a very much decreased rate compared to the states. And how does this affect uh, pulmonary and critical care sleep medicine? Well, that's an interesting question. We, we don't know a lot about epidemiology. There, there hasn't been uh, a very comprehensive evaluation of all the respiratory disorders in Puerto Rico. We know, for example, that there are less smokers, so we have less COPD, for example. But there's data that suggests that in other areas, we are doing much worse, which has implications for the healthcare system, but perhaps it's a consequence of what's happening in the healthcare system. For example, there's worse self-reported health. 
in Puerto Ricans. The HIV rate is higher than the average in the United States. There's some data that suggests that sleep disorder breathing is more problematic uh, in Puerto Ricans uh, that live in the island than those that live in the United States. There's a tremendously high incidence of asthma and worse outcomes related to asthma in Puerto Ricans who live in the island compared to even Puerto Ricans who live in the Bronx and, and the United States and the mainland. Uh, there's less vaccination rates, particularly in the elderly, which has implications for pneumonia and other chronic disorders. So there, there are some data, not extensive, that suggests that this has tremendous implications for health of people who have chronic respiratory disorders, and as you can imagine, critical care as well, because you need that sophisticated critical care infrastructure to take care of the over 3.6 million uh, people who live in the island. Yeah, it seems like it's uh, it's uh, complicated. There's There are multiple factors that go into that, but I'm sure that the uh, economic situation probably exacerbates everything. I could ask you, do the health problems... Um, kind of turn it around and say, do the health problems affect the economy and the wellness of the island? Or maybe you could say a few words about that. Well, absolutely, because as I mentioned uh, before, about 20-25% of the economy is related to the healthcare system. So imagine an economy that is dependent on the healthcare infrastructure and starting to see hospitals closing, uh, physicians leaving, patients having more difficulty in access to care, or even avoiding access to care because they don't have the means to pay for it. And as Bailey Ashford mentioned over a century ago, he, he realized that there is a strong connection between the productivity and the health of an economy with the uh, health of the population. Uh, so if you have sick people, they can't be productive. They can't participate in the economy of a state or an island or a country. And so what I see happening in Puerto Rico is that as the economy deteriorates and as the health care system deteriorates, then they become sort of a perpetuation of events. In other words, the economy continues to deteriorate as well because there's less people in the working place uh, because they're ill and they have chronic illnesses that haven't been able to uh, be addressed because of their inability to access care. This is intertwined. There's an interplay between the economy and health care, and I think the crisis is uh, perpetuated. So... What does the future hold? What can be done about this? How can we fix it, if you would? Or what do you think? Well, there's, there's been a lot of discussion about this, and no question that this is a very, very complex problem. No single event or action will turn this around. And, of course, there are cultural issues, political issues that, that will have to be addressed. The Puerto Rico Healthcare Crisis Coalition, which is an organization formed to begin to increase awareness uh, about the situation, has suggested a number of steps. For example, number one, if one of the main problems is decreased reimbursement rates for Medicare, then that has to be increased, which will require an investment of the United States into the healthcare system in the island. That investment could also be used to help stabilize the island's uh, healthcare system called Mi Salud, uh, which is not doing well. The healthcare system down there seems to be more of a patchwork of uh, systems throughout the island. That needs to be better defined. That, that needs to be better integrated. There are aspects about taxing uh, or taxation. For example, the health insurance tax or the HIT 
tax uh, affects small businesses, and it's done to ensure that there's sufficient money coming into the Affordable Care Act to provide more access to care. But if Puerto Ricans in the island have no access to the Affordable Care Act, at least not in the way we have it here in the United States, then there's some belief that the small businesses should not be impacted by the hit tax, which could provide more employment uh, for people in the island. So there's not a single action that could address this. There's going to be have to be multiple events that address this over time. There's going to be a, a need for a tremendous investment, perhaps of billions of dollars, to stabilize the economy uh, and the healthcare system in Puerto Rico before what some suggest uh, will be the collapse of the healthcare system. Wow. Well, thank you, uh, Dr. Roman. This has been very uh, interesting, and um, I would encourage everyone to read his article in the December issue of the Annals of the American Thoracic Society entitled The Puerto Rican Healthcare Crisis. That will do it for today. Thank you, Dr. Roman, and thank you for listening.